Welcome back, everyone. Yep, that's right. In case you weren't aware, to make way for our Dub Lab Area 3000 collaboration last Monday, we're doing a four guest, eight hour special tonight here on Spinning Around. If you haven't heard our radio exchange, then I highly recommend tuning in to some of LA's finest selectors up on the Area 3000 website and SoundCloud when you can. For Spinning Around today, first up we had Ivana of Two Degrees Fame, and just now you were tuning in to a lovely hour by Melbourne favourite Juno Mamba. Now we have two more supremely supremely talented homegrowns to have a chat to tonight. Hugs and many kisses to Paul and Alusa Mosa for keeping this show ticking via Patreon. You two are beautiful. Appreciate you. My guest is a Melbourne-based DJ and fellow Area 3000 show host as curator for the well-loved Crisp Connection. On Crisp Connection, he works to champion underrepresented groups and jams with some of the slickest among us, including Darcy Justice and Priya. He's had a feature on Frock Up Radio and his skills were requested by Riviera Crescent alongside Knack, Ivana and Vitamin DJ. Although relatively new to the scene, he's already proven to have sharp taste in selections and he most certainly knows how to set the mood with groove. My guest is none other than Crispy. Hey, Crispy, welcome to the show. How are you going? That was hot. Yeah, not too bad. Oh, right? <laughs> do you uh, do you feel do you feel attractive? Do you feel sexy after this uh, introduction of your feats and uh, personality? Well, you've portrayed me to be attractive from that introduction, really. So it's my job, man. It's <laughs> goddamn good at his job. He's goddamn good at his I'm job. I'm an audio beautician. Audio beautician. That's that's my that's my job there. The profession of beauticians is so interesting to me because have you ever thought about this like stylists beauticians these are people that claim to have some level of expertise in what looks good Mm. and like what looks good to i think a lot of people would agree is kind of a subjective thing and so at what point does someone become the authority to say oh yeah i know what's good for most people it's it's so weird like I feel like you just got to, I don't know, I feel like it's, it's it might even be like charisma. Oh. Or like, I don't know, because like, it. the thing is, it is so subjective and like, you will see like certain designers and stuff that will, that will just be notoriously whack. Like, <laughs> like their whole, yeah. the whole theme is just, it's not even like, like, like beauty. It's just like, oh yeah, like beauty exists, but I'm showing beauty in a different way where it's like all dark imagery and just like. <laughs> Things that aren't even clothing, like some runways, it's not even stuff you would wear normally. No. It's just like, oh, this is just art, and then that's beauty. And it's just like, but why do you get to say that? Like, it's one of those things where people go, oh, anyone can do it, but it's like also like you're not doing it at the same time. That's true, yeah. But it's, I think it's just the charisma of the designer, like how they portray themselves and how they get people to think. Like you have to make people think that you know more than you do. Like I know what beauty. Is. I think a great example of someone that fits well into that category is the late Virgil Abloh. So yeah, with all of his stuff, with like put, putting the literal item description noun mm. in uh, quotation marks on the particular product, people saw that as revolutionary. People thought that that like had, no one had ever done that before, and it was crazy that someone was. Yeah, uh, I, I look at that and I think it is unique. And like you said, anyone could do it, but no one is. He's the only one that did. Yeah. Um, does that necessarily add a lot of value to it? I don't know. Like you said, it, it might reckon, just be his course. I reckon it does. Yeah? I reckon that like the way he's done it with – because the material is like raw. Like mm. they're not refined and stuff. So I reckon that is the thing that makes it seem more desirable because it seems more like um, more rare. So it's like, oh, this is like a prototype kind of thing, right? So it's like you're not going to see someone else wearing this. Like, look, it's so much of a prototype. We literally wrote foam <laughs> and like things like this is where you're meant to put this, laces, just in case you didn't realize what these strings were. So like like, and then like not having like the, the stitching around the shoe to be tucked in, the kind of like fanning out and stuff. Yep. And then you kind of go like, damn. I'm not going to see anyone doing that. And I swear that's what fashion is now. It's like you don't want to look the same as someone else. Mm. Like everyone in inner northern Melbourne, everyone is trying to look different to everyone else, but they all think it's like goddamn same. How does that happen? Like just because you all shop at Savers doesn't mean <laughs> that you're all different. You got, doesn't mean that. Then you find the people that like try and sneak themselves into Dangerfield because they <laughs> they know they love the shit in there, but they feel too embarrassed to come out in public and openly admit it. Um 
That being said, though, I see that you're wearing an Outcast t-shirt. By the way, fantastic taste. I am. Fantastic. Thank you. Andre 3000, you. big boy, the two boys from Atlanta mm-hmm. riding down in a super Cadillac. Now, the- <laughs> that is the whitest description. Super. Super with P-A. Super. <laughs> <laughs> um did you are you a big outcast fan yeah i, I love like um like a, um at at aliens yeah, like the beautiful. Atlanta aliens things. Mm-hmm. i like i love that album like and it's like obviously like their radio tracks and stuff yep. but like, i don't know i've just been like always just like rocking with like old school rap and stuff always like, like, like wu-tang and stuff like those those like groups like that they were always like the the rap groups i would gravitate and like my VCE years. Like, oh, like, your VCE years. Like back in the yeah. days. Back yeah, in like, the days. Like way back. So like I think it was, I reckon it was about yet. Oh, I've always grown up on rap, but like mm-hmm. really getting into that stuff like properly. Like that was, that was the only genre I was playing over and over <laughs> and over. Like old albums like that from like year 10 to like year 12, just rinsing it. Who's the top five? Top five of all time. Top five of all time. Oh, Individual man. rappers, not groups. In order, okay. not not groups, not, <laughs> not groups. groups. Okay, not not groups. I'm about individuals. Okay, alright. So, oh, this is a hard question because I mean, I'm so like I'm I'm always just so spread out thin. But I reckon uh, if I have to think about like influence, right? Mm-hmm. I'd have to think about influence. Well, I mean, even just to you, man, like influence to you. I mean, yeah, we've got top five greatest of all time objectively, but like, mm. who who do you? really feel connected to in those in those rap in the rap world if, if i have i have to i have to sneak in a group i have to definitely sneak in a group okay i have to be like talking about like the whole like kendrick mm. schoolboy q mm-hmm. that whole group yes like all of them they were hella influential uh, what are they called? Like, top dog top dog entertainment yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. TDE, tde tde even um oh my god i'm blanking they had j-rock uh jack no yeah, J Rock, but what, um, what's the dude? Always wears the sunnies. Always wears the sunnies. Oh yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. It's not Isaiah. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Fuck, what's his name? He, he's he's like from Day Dot. Absol. Absol. That's the one. Absol. The one that See, no I, one remembers. <laughs> yeah, he is honestly so slept on. Like yep. if you like listen to his like old like rap battles and stuff, his wordplay is unbelievable if you want to listen to one absolute track and just listen to uh tree of life mm-hmm. he, he he goes hard for like two minutes and then he switches the beat at the end and for like a full another like minute and a half to two minutes he rap he rhymes everything with soul <laughs> but like not the word soul like he'll like you know transpose yeah, yeah, the yeah. word to be like you know soul of the foot of your foot console oh you know like all like just literally flipping it to like a full two minutes and i'm like Pfft. That's boss. Soul everywhere, you ain't know it. Solar power, solar system, told you so. You was a compartment in your car, you couldn't console. No to consolidate hope in those listening. Nothing but facts and tracks, I'm soliciting. Soul plane, soul train, those are no-brainers. Soul, so thick to defeat me would be amazing. A day and a half and it's eight and a half. A soul in the five while I'm the greatest to rap. Top dog soldier, hoes call me solo. I left America with a bottle of soul glow. So everywhere soul go, soul gon' shine. Everybody knows like Beyonce and Soul Line. Uh, what the fuck is Soul Line? We really out here, but we ain't at the Soul Line. Look, a pair of purse souls that cost like folk. Kid from Delamo with a flow that's so universal. So I feel bad for Absol because like he has to compete. Well, rather be compared to his peers, and his peers are literally uh, Kendrick Lamar, oh. one of the greatest to have ever done it in that generation. Mm. Uh, Schoolboy Q, who has a style that literally no one has ever done before. Like he, mm. he, he, quite genuinely like is very unique. I don't like. I couldn't point to anybody else that sounds like him. J Rock, look, mm. look, he's he's tough. He's got good bars. But I never really found much interesting about him. I, I like him, but he's, yeah, he's on the same level in the sense of like, I feel like there's a lot of rappers that are very similar to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like his flow is crazy different. It's not like, like the sounds that he does are crazy different. Like, it's just, it's just kind of like, if you were to talk about like rappers, like he would be like your textbook rapper. But 
yeah, beyond that, no. Yeah. I wouldn't really say he's on the same level in that kind of sense. But look, going back to the top five, you got. I'm assuming you have Kendrick in there. Yeah. Kend- or, or Schoolboy. Yeah, Kendrick would definitely be in the top five. Eminem would definitely be in like the top five because like, yeah, he has yeah. such a big influence in like those early 2000s and stuff. Like that, mm-hmm. like, like thinking about like that era as well, like for, for you to, um, for you to be white and rapping, like this dude from Detroit, like that is <laughs> ridiculous. Like no one, if, like before he got signed or anything, no one knew that he was white. Like when Dr. Dre signed really? him, he didn't realize that he was white until he met him. He thought he was black. Bullshit. Yeah. Really? He dead set thought he wow. was black until he met him. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. So like, that's like the kind of like crazy influence because like, like this white dude rapping, no one's going to listen to you. You know what I mean? Even think about it. Even now, I feel like even now, so many white rappers just get dragged purely because they're white, and like no one's been on that same level as he has. Like some people compare like Mac Miller, and like I can kind of vibe they, with it. Completely different but, like, story. Exactly. Completely exactly. You know story. what I mean? But like no one, no one vibed with like people like Mac Miller and other white rappers the same level as like. And did like even like like yeah, it's just it's not the same. I feel like Logic tried to get there. Logic tried to be in that same sort yeah. of level mm. as Eminem. Yeah, but I think I think he just got taken a, a he got taken for a joke quite a lot. He did, and yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's kind of sad. At the same time, like I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Yeah, it's like, it's, a, it's a it's a black thing, and I think that's what the problem is. It's a black thing, and it probably always will be a black thing. Like. We always try to like push the boundaries and stuff to like, you know, make it a bit more inclusive, which there has in a sense of like, see, rap's a bit, it's a bit backwards. Like, it's a bit, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? It's, 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 it's a, it's a bit behind the time. Like, like women rappers have only really, like, genuinely been, um, making an impact in the past, like, probably three years, five years. Oh, look. Like, before, before that, they did have like a lot of big, influential, like, black rappers. Like a few, yeah. Like, like a few. Like only a couple though, but they weren't like making the same kind of like like mark that they're making now. Like literally, Megan Thee Stallion and like Saweetie and all that stuff. Mm. They are all being played almost even more than male rappers. Yeah, actually, no, you're right. Or or you would even say almost like on an equal level. It's Mm -hmm. almost like an equal level. Whereas like you know, like twenty plus years ago, you would say there'd be like three or four women rappers that like yeah, they're tough, and like you would actually play them on the radio and stuff. Yeah, and then there there would just be like a couple female rappers that would just be on a sick feature or make a sick like one track or two and mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. like you wouldn't say their whole like collection of music would be like, like yeah I'd rock with that yeah well who else is in that top five besides from Eminem and Kendrick Lamar you're not gonna put Andre 3000 in there Big Boy either of the two from Alcatraz I'd put, I'd put Andre 3000 probably not Big Boy I like him but not on a level of like top five he wasn't as creative yeah as Andre Honestly, Biggie is in there, 100%. Of course, notorious. But also, oh, I controversial opinion. I almost wouldn't even put Tupac in there. Don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. Why? Why, 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 I, why, why, why? Talk to me, talk to me. I don't know. I just I just don't rock with like Tupac as much as like everyone says he is good as he is. I reckon his story is the toughest part about his whole music. Do you reckon he's overhyped? I reckon, 100%. I reckon he is yeah. overhyped. I reckon uh-huh, he is. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am no, so I, sorry. No, I, I agree. I'm the same. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I have the same opinion about him as I do with the Beatles. Mm. Like, I recognize, I look at both the Beatles and Tupac and I'm like, both of you guys are legends. You've done mm. so much for music yeah. and you make great music. But yeah. I don't listen to you. Yeah, I don't want to listen to you. It's yeah. true. Like, it's like not to knock the hype or anything. Like, he, like they are really good, but it's just like, I don't know. For me personally, it's just like not the same. I just feel like I feel like it really just depends on what you listen to as a kid as well. That really determines like how highly you rate things. Like that's true. I for the life of me, there won't be a single point in my life where I can really rate indie rock ever. I just ever nothing. It's just it's just that that genre of music missed me at a, at a <laughs> critical period of but my like, development. That, that was a I massive thing for that was a massive thing in Australia for like most of the 2010s like yeah. and the 2000s how did you miss that what were you doing <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I, it was a it was a painful time for me <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't relate to anybody or anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I really didn't like it. Like I don't like um do you know like all those like coastal um, music festivals yeah, and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yep, yep. Like like whenever I'm caught out and like ha- have to listen to one of those live bands and stuff, I am like I'm crying inside. I'm genuinely crying inside. I have seen some really good live bands though where I've actually been like, oh, that's cool because I've done like a little fusion or something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like strictly, that I can't. Wow. I, I can't. Like, what's it called? I'm like, is it like Ocean Ocean Alley, Ocean Drive or something like that? Yeah, like look. The, uh, yeah. Those dudes. Like, things like that, I, I cringe. I can't listen to it. <laughs> what about bands like, uh, that that's that's more along like the soul or the jazz side, like um, Hiatus Cody. They were big for a while. Yeah, Hiatus Cody. Actually, Corumbin. Mm, mm-hmm. That would be probably the only the only band that has actually made me go, "Hey, I actually I actually like you guys. Like, I actually fuck with Tame Impala. Tame Impala. Nah, nah, that was a, that was shaking. That's man. that's very that's very un-Australian. That's it, very un-Australian. It it's so yeah. It's it's one of those unpopular opinions. It's like it's one of those things. You just it's like you kind of I kind of just want to like splurt it out, like sitting in dinner party. It's like I don't fuck with them. Everyone forces you to leave the dinner party. And they always get so passionate. Like, why don't you like it? It's like, I, I don't. I, I just don't. <laughs> what, what were you growing up with when you were a kid? Aside from hip hop, was there anything else? Um, well, it was, it was more or less, like, yeah, it was more or less like hip hop, rap and R&B and that kind of stuff. Like that, that was like mm. huge, my childhood. But um, yeah, and then I kind of just like, on my own gravitated to like more like like some like some electronic kind of like music as well like in my own time but i only did that when i was probably like 15 or something when i actually started to really break off and start listening to that kind of stuff but yeah most of my childhood was like r&b in those tracks and like i reckon the radio like the radio in i think it would have been about like 2005 to about 2008 is they, they went spaz. Like, they play those tracks at, like, those <laughs> those pubs that turn into bars, I mean, to clubs on yep. a Friday, Saturday. Yep. They literally play all of those radio tracks from that time period. Like, the radio was so good back then. I love that. It is good. It is good. It, uh, that sense of nostalgia is quite nice yeah. to sort of go back to. That's it, yeah. But it, it kind of makes me – it kind of makes me wonder, man. Like, you know how back in the day, back when we were younger, mm-hmm. like – Stuff from the seventies and stuff from the eighties. Yeah, people looked at that and they were like, "Yeah, that's like kind of nostalgic music." Mm. And now nostalgic music is no longer the seventies and eighties stuff. Mm. It's now the nineties and the two thousand stuff. Yeah, and I think that just speaks to like our generation now becoming the how do I say like the newer adults. Yeah, um, of oh, the society. I say uh, a thought that I have not, not too frequently because I could. That's worrying. But like uh, <laughs> a, a thought that I. <laughs> What I always think about is like, do you know when like you go to a family function, right? And yeah. you have like those family function tracks that mm-hmm. get played every single time. Even like back when you were a kid, the music didn't change, right? But those are all songs that they grew up listening to, like the people, the people yeah. that are old in their family. The, th- the songs that we grew up listening to, like it's going to be so weird. Like mm. is it going to be like some like techno? Is it going to be like <laughs> like trap rap? Like are we going to be like literally like, oh, there's my grandpa getting down. I'm doing like a Dougie or some shit just like in the middle of the dance floor. Or am I, am I going to be raving? Just playing Bobby Schmurder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm still going to be screaming free Bobby, bitch. Even though he's probably like, he probably would be shot by then, honestly. Every every good rapper gets shot. Well, I think but, Bobby, um, Bobby's meant to come out soon, isn't he? I think maybe it was this He came out. Year. He came he out. He already came out. He came out. I missed that Yeah, time. he came out. He he came out and he dropped a track. <laughs> he, did. he went to the studio and he dropped a track. Is it good? Have you heard it? it it's actually good. Oh, it actually man. slaps. I'm not going to lie. Like oh. that hat he threw up. Yep. It came back down. Bullshit. Went straight back into his dog and along with headphones and a mic, he recorded that track and it slapped. Oh my fucking God. It's actually amazing. really good. It goes hard. That's amazing. She only named me because the off. He's in because the boss. He up with the choppers with the tarts and you take a floss. I'm on a jet. Have your orgies. I used to shoot up niggas' paws, G. I'm on a jet. Have your orgies. Fuck what you saw, G. I used to shoot up niggas' paws, G. I'm on this toss, G. Now we know we have it orgies. Tell them hoes don't record me Now you know no one is hard as me No one is dark as me You can't nobody gon' take your charge of me No skin is dark as me you ain't no nigga got There are a lot of really good like um uh, Those sorts of memes uh, When hip hop was really popping off And like um 
around the mid to late 20, 2010s, I feel. Mm. Like, um, you remember when, like, Drake, like, yeah. no one could touch Drake yeah. for the longest time. Yeah. And now, and now he's sort of, like, lost a bit of relevance. Kanye, I feel as though, was in that same sort of league yeah. as well. Um, do you think that hip-hop will look radically different or even still exist in its current form in, like, 10 years from now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a that's timeless. Like it's it it might it might just change. Like it might just it'll be it'll still be like hip hop. It'll still be like rap, but it'll just slightly change. Like how it like naturally has like you know like like rap like you know the people probably like forty plus years ago. Like it used to be like the flow used to be like I went down the street to get some milk. <laughs> you know like that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Like it's it's like that was the flow, and like it was just the typical like just kick snare, like that was the vibe. It just it just changed. Now it's just hi hats and eight oh eight beats and stuff, and then dudes just no oh, no chorus. There'll probably be no chorus in the future. It'll just be straight drill. Ooh. So like it's just it's just gonna change like that. Like it'll just I do like drill. Just, I do like I love yeah. it. Bit of grime. No, oh, I, I do but are you talking like you, Aussie? Um, it was Aussie drill, or are you talking about like UK? Uh, I think I think. To be honest, like Aussie drill has a different flavor to it than the UK drill, but That's I think it's an elegant way to put it. Different yeah. flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you know one four? Um, I mean, this is kind of general news and old news, I guess. But like one four mm. can't perform live in Australia. Um, really? Because of, yeah the the Australian government literally said um, that they are not allowed to perform live anywhere. Damn. They can only release songs. I, I saw them live, so I feel kind of blessed, actually. When was that? I, so it was at, um, what's it called? Weirdest Venue. So I saw I saw Dave. So Dave, the UK Oh, rapper. nice, nice, nice. I saw yeah, Dave yeah. and one four was supporting him and it was at the Croxton Ball or whatever, at that, that, oh, that, that, that pub or whatever. Yeah. Like weird-ass venue. They actually get some Dave at good, a pub? Uh, yeah. Honestly, it's the weirdest things. They actually pull good artists, like international really? as well. It's really whack. And I saw them performing live and it was just like literally just like, like I think at the time it was sort of like four or five married dudes just you standing at the edge of the stage, like one <laughs> knee up on the speaker, other leg down, just like leaning over and it's all four or five of them just yelling at the mic and I'm just like, oh. I was just like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm either going to get mugged or I'm meant to bop my head. I was so confused. I was like, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And this is, yes. like, this is like before I really got into it as well. Mm. And I remember seeing them after after they performed because they opened for them and then Dave's played, da, 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 and then it ended. And they went to the Smokers with just them as a group. And oh yeah, you could tell that their fans love them so much, but also fear them just as equally because they're standing in the smokers and there's just this gaping hole around. Them and no, no one's going near them, and I'm like, I don't blame you. Like one of those dudes have like this massive rat tail that goes down to their ass. I'm like, oh, shit. no chance. They're all wearing tracksuits. I'm like, nah. I'm not going to Western Sydney. No, 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 no. no. Well, I mean, um, that was I think. It was violence uh, that actually got them banned from performing in Australia because one of them went to jail um, for like getting in a pub fight. I think. I think he got. I think yeah. a glass on one. I'm not too sure, but um, probably. Yeah, they're serious boys. They're serious boys. Um, oh no, it ain't no joke. Like they literally do what they rap about. <laughs> yeah. So I just got. I just get like a lot of respect for like, like especially rappers where like they do what they rap about because like yeah. I know like um, oh hey, do you know like Island Boys. Like, um, oh my like god, yeah, you know, <laughs> those you know, pineapple like, looking motherfuckers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember, I remember my, um, my cousin showed me them in like their first hair, and I was like, what the hell am I looking at? And then, like, <laughs> I think it was like a, a couple weeks later to a month, and I just found it so funny because, like, they're full covered in tattoos, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, you know, your head's still in tattoos, like, you're meant to portray yourself as being tough, you know, and like, they've all got like their like, certain values and views, right? Mm -hmm. And then, like, a video came out afterwards. And like one of their girlfriends was literally beating him up, like in a car, and, oh. it, and like that, like not to say like a girl can't beat someone yeah, up, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. funny part about it it's, was not that she was beating him up, that he was sobbing, he was crying and be like, oh, "I'm sorry, like they did no more whoa, kind of thing." And I was just, whoa, and I was just like, "What?" Like, I, like I'm not, I'm not trying to like you know sledge domestic violence yeah, or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. That's not a thing, but it's just like if you betray yourself as being tough and like a rapper and 
all that kind of stuff because these are the type of views that they have like mm-hmm. tough rapper yeah mm-hmm. I'll beat up anybody kind of thing like look at me and then it's like a video like that comes out like what if that happened to like someone like like I don't know like Kendrick as if like you just saw a video of Kendrick getting belted by his partner well, and he's I mean, like you know, like, like oh, you got sorry. you got guys like Kanye West uh, who I don't know by I think by result of living with the Kardashians for so long literally <laughs> lost his mind you've got that and went on like a mental breakdown and tweets like a coked up stripper in the night um there's th- then you got people like um uh who who was that Jay-Z I believe um back mm. when he was uh engaging in some infidelity with Beyonce uh, sorry uh behind Beyonce's back uh, was it Solange yeah, or was it Becky that's the one um Becky was it was it his sister? I think it was Beyonce's sister. One of her sisters, yeah, yeah, literally yeah. came and like tried to like king hit him in an elevator. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but uh, neither of I mean Jay Z sort of handled it okay. Um, mm. But Kanye, yeah, he kind of really lost it. I mean, yeah. who could really survive living with the Kardashians? You know? Oh, especially someone like him. Like he's mentally unstable. Like he genuinely needs help. He does. From a mental standpoint, from a professional standpoint. And he was on medication, like on bipolar medication, which is like some serious stuff. Mm. And then he's going off it and he's like, like praising, like, yeah, I'm off the meds and stuff. It's like the way you're acting, it's that's not someone that's off the meds. It's someone that needs to get back on the meds. Like, <laughs> along with some, you know, very intensive therapy. Mm. Because that is just, that is not normal behavior. Like, it's, it's unacceptable. Like, like it's it's all he's stalk he's been pretty much a stalker as well. Like he's literally stalking. Yeah. Like he, he bought a house across the road from Kim. From Kim. Oh Jesus. Yeah. And he had like and they had like a restraining order or something like that. And like it's just it's a messy, messy situation. And it's mm. just so it's so public as well. It's one of those things where like you kinda of cover your eyes like, oh coons, but also like oh, I'm trying to like peek through. That's, that's, one of the, that's one of the hardest things about being a celebrity. It's just like everything that you do is now public. And like I don't know if there's anybody in our scene, like in the Melbourne scene, that mm. has that level of uh public intrusion. In their day to day lives, mm. like who could re- who could we really point to um, as a Melbourne mainstay? Like for example, uh, f- I mean, it's not uh, he's not Melbourne, but like yeah, Flume. I I, Flume. I don't assume that Flume could walk around anywhere and not be like swarmed by some people. Yeah, you know? I, I feel like yeah, like Australian celebrities are kind of really chill as well. Like they exactly they, re- yeah. they really just don't they don't say too many things that are pretty outrageous they don't do things that are you know really crazy like they can't unless just, you're a footy player yeah <laughs> see that's yeah then, then it's just like you think you're invincible yeah. <laughs> like 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 everyone's meant to bad like those are the people where like i remember one of my friends was um she works at a cafe and she was telling me um she served barry hall oh no shit and, <laughs> and um i'm like see like you and i would be like oh that's Barry Hall. Mm-hmm. I'm like you would just know that, even if you don't like like follow footy at all. But you just know it because, like, you know, you used to literally knock people out during games, <laughs> like blatantly. And she's serving him, and she's like taking his order. He's like, "Oh, what's your name?" Because like doesn't know who he is, doesn't yep. follow footy or anything. Yep. And he goes like, "Are you serious?" And he's like, "Do you <laughs> not know who I am?" Are and you serious? She, yeah. What? Yeah. And, and, and she, yeah, and he's and she's just like, "Uh, yeah, I don't know who you are." He's like, "Uh, Barry Hall," and she's like. Okay, thank you, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been like one of those situations where I was like, "Yes, yep. thank you." You just humbled the shit. Out you of need if people need that, man. If people walk around with like massive egos, thinking that they're that important, that they mm. don't need to announce who they are to anybody, then that's on a different plane of existence. Like, like you're you're living in a fantasy at that point, you know. Yeah. If, if people want that level of notoriety, then they should go to America. But you know. I think it'd be very undesirable, at least for me, to go to America right now with all this stuff going on. You heard about Ukraine recently? Oh, yeah. I've been hearing about that. That's a very, very interesting situation. Um, It's really fucked. For one, because like I, I'm trying, like, because with every war, they usually there's usually like an underlying like motive to why they're doing it. So like, mm. you know, like like America always invades other countries and and currently are. So it's like, yeah. don't be oblivious and to be like, there's no other war going on right now. The, the Yemen war, and it's right not now even wars; crazy. it's invasions. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, like, full on like occupations. Really. Yeah, so like it, it's like 
they usually do that because of like you know resources or whatever. But like Russia at the moment, they're, they're saying it pretty much to like reclaim a country that used to be theirs like you know decades ago, mm. and like you know bring the whole Soviet Union back and everything like that. But it's yeah, it's it's fucked, and it's like I don't. It's really hard to. I, I don't even know what countries like like ally countries like Australia, UK, and America are really going to do in a sense of like intervention because I don't know. Like we don't it, have a reason it, it, to go it, in, really, do we? Sorry? We don't really have a reason to go into Ukraine. I mean We 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 would in a sense of like you you're helping out like allied um, countries and stuff. Mm, like mm. so like so for example, if like if America if the UK go to war, we would have to go as well because like, you know, we have like that whole buddy system going yeah. on. Yeah. So like so like if it's just that that's why it's like a awful thing is like, well, what do you do? It's kind of like a cost benefit kind of thing. Cause if you do intervene as well, you're essentially, you're not, you're not like protecting the Ukraine. You're in, in a sense from like Russia's point of view, you're kind of like attacking them. And then it's just kind of like, that's when like, I feel like it could just blow a proportion. Like this, this probably won't be the only thing that happens. Like if they take over Ukraine or not, if there will be other repercussions for it. And yeah. I feel like it might get a little bit ugly, but one of the things I'm a little bit worried about as well is like Russia, from what I understand, is like one of the lead manufacturers of like petroleum. Yeah. So like gas for cars. And mm. like if if we're all, you know, operating economic sanctions sanctions against them, if we're not trading with them anymore, yeah. then ultimately that takes a competitor out of the market. And yeah. then once you take out more competitors in the market, you have most likely more expensive petrol. Yeah. And you know, It'd be desirable for us not to drive like fossil fuel based cars, but yeah. like that's a completely different conversation altogether. Yeah. Like, I I still need to pay rent, and yeah, like exactly. if I have to pay out my fucking ass for gas as well yeah. as rent, then we're all fucked. I this mean, is this is why it's like a super selfish thing of Russia to do, and also extremely inconsiderate and selfish because like by doing that, the repercussions because you're coming out of COVID where like you're going to like go into a recession, things are becoming naturally more expensive, you know, and like there's a higher unemployment rate and by doing things like making petrol more expensive, like things like that, mm. it dominoes. So say for example, you have to pay an extra like, you know, 20 bucks or whatever in petrol. For people that have a lot of money, it's like whatever, I don't care because that's, you know, throw it away. But people where you're taking 20 bucks there, that means you're taking like this much from like that, this much from that. So like you take yeah. food, you take it from the utilities. And it's like when you're like budgeting, if you're taking that much out all the time and it's going up and up and up, you're taking more money out of that. And then that means they might not have to drive and be able to drive as much. And that mm-hmm. means they might have to like change work because yeah. they can't get to work. It's yeah. so like it has like a big domino effect. And then if you're not selling and you're not trading, it's like, because for Australia, most of our money comes from our trades, and like that's why, like if we if we like really like um, like tarnish our relationship with China, like one of our biggest exports, we already have. We're, we're, yeah, like well, we've ruined it. Like they like they own pretty much like all of our electricity. Like, we are we are literally like their bitch. In a, in oh a, man! No kind of sense oh of word. Like, man! We are their bitch. Like. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we have no, we have no um, intentions to go, you know, self-resourceful and like use renewables. Fuck. So that's why, like for example, if petrol gets too expensive and then people can't and people can't afford petrol, it's like, oh, the alternative is to go electric cars. But the thing is, the government's not incentivizing people to buy electric cars, yeah. and they're not subsidizing those things. So there's no, I, there's, I can't go buy an electric car. I don't have an alternative. So then the next alternative is you don't drive. So then, if you're stuck, if you're put into a you know, sticky situation like that where you're in between a rock and a hard place. Let's say for like, you know, assuming that you're uh, low to middle income. Um, mm. Let's say that we do go to war. Yeah. I want to put this hypothetical to you. Uh, and Australia, the government comes to you and says, you have to go. We're conscripting yeah, you. Yeah, conscripting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you, uh, are you going or are you running? Are you hiding somewhere? What are you doing? Or go to prison maybe. Prison's not that bad these days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, you got you got a bed. You got yeah. You have less it, freedom. They, but they they genuinely have good luxuries. In they do. Prisons. Like I've seen some of them. Like they literally have Xboxes and stuff. And I'm like, what? Wait, they have I'm Xboxes. Like, God, have you have you seen some of the those portable nah. things that they've got? Like there's like there's some of them. It wouldn't be all, but like there are some where they have like it's kind of like a little unit. Like it's like literally like a bed, a TV, and stuff like that. And like they have like yep. a console and stuff. And it's like. It's like 
damn, like what kind of crimes you got to commit? So it's like, this is free. It's like, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm the clown that's paying like a thousand, like almost a thousand bucks a rent a month. Because yeah. I mean, like, I'm paying you know, for my tax money too. With, with all these lockdowns that went on, we're very used to living in just one room for most yeah. of the time. You know, yeah. you, you, when you're in prison, you get outside time, you get free meals, you got a bed, you can read, you can, you can learn shit. You know, and yeah, you might be living next to some unsavory characters, but like, I suppose the prerequisite for you there would just be learning how to fight and like, you know, yeah. standing up for yourself. Yeah, but you, 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 you'll learn real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you learn real quick, <laughs> real fucking quick. But uh, um, are you are you gonna go fight for Australia? Well, firstly, I would um, say my my hypothesis is say we're living in a more progressive time, mm. right? So mental health is definitely an issue. I'm pulling the mental health card. I'm saying I'm necessarily able to go to war. If they say, if they say, nah, that don't matter. I'm, I'm, still too, coming. I'm too so sad. I'm, like, I'm too anxious to go uh, to war. <laughs> I'm like, damn, well, guess what? I'm actually injured. You sure you want to take me? I'm just dead weight. I'm going to slow you guys down. Where, where are you? No, nah, you're still coming. Where are you injured? Uh, Why well, am I injured? What have you got? Um, Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> hey, you're getting called to war. What injury are you pulling? <laughs> um, just shoot yourself in the um, foot somehow. <laughs> yeah. Just amputate my left arm. Your le- your whole left arm to not go to war. Maybe elbow down. Maybe elbow down. Damn. Because you can't really hold a gun like that unless they really like you know do me do me dirty and make me just hold a pistol with my right. But then like you'd have to DJ but, you'd have to DJ with one arm. You know what I mean? Like, hey. Black Coffee does it. Shit, that's true. I actually, could, he does do I, that. I could, if he does it, I could be like Short Mac and like <laughs> DJ one hand too. <laughs> Short Macchiato, hello. <laughs> um, well, you know, if they, if you do object to it, and you just straight up just say that you won't go, even despite you know not pulling any excuses, they mm. do just throw you in jail. So you do have that as the alternative. Yeah, but also, actually, how dangerous is it if every with most of the population is going into jail too? It's kind of just like life, That's true. really. It's with different with enough people. Because there's always psychos and people that are going to like, you know, stab you and shank you out in the street. <laughs> just don't go walking around certain areas at certain times of night, mm. naturally. Don't go walking around the courtyard looking like a snack because you've got to find yourself in a new cell, cell tonight. So, well, so like I don't know. It can't be like I'm, I guess. I guess Jay. I guess the that. question I'm trying to pose here is: Are you? Do you feel a high degree of patriotism? Because I feel like if you want to go and actually fight and protect um, for your country, then you have to feel that to some degree, right? You really yeah. have to believe in the country yeah. and want to stand up for it. Yeah, I feel I feel like my intentions wouldn't be for the country though. I feel like my intention would be like more or less for like like doing a right thing or something. Mm-hmm. Like because I feel I feel like uh, like obviously I do in a sense owe you know like pay homage to like the blessings that I've been able to have in this country, but also mm-hmm. like I kind of don't want to represent a country that stands for certain things, you know, and like mm. doesn't represent ideals and values that I represent. So like by by wearing the uniform, I'm essentially embodying their thing, like I, as a team, you know, like yeah. they're, they're literally wearing the uniform. So you're seen as that. But also, then again, I can't really be viewing things from an individual person, like an individual um, perspective during Why not? a time where it's Why like not? no one, because like one soldier out of millions, no one cares. Like, <laughs> it's like, what, what, what kind of like weighing do I have in the situation? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm funny. I can tell good jokes. Like, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I honestly think that these days, like, if if any Western country, like, you know, uh, for example, America, the UK, uh, Australia, New Zealand, fucking France, wherever, mm. if they, if they really did try to conscript people or enlist people, that you would only really get a very small proportion of the country's population. Mm. You know, that that would be my guess. Yeah, sure, the reason might have to be good enough for a lot of people to go, but Ukraine, I don't know. I, I, I don't know whether we do have that much of an emotional attachment to Ukraine. Let's yeah. say, for example, that instead of the Ukraine, Russia was attacking America, mm. like right now. Yeah. That's, Is that reason enough? Is that reason enough? Reason enough to, I don't to care. intervene? Yeah. I, I'm happy for Russia to take over. <laughs> I, Honestly, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Like, 
because because like you know we're all buddied up with like other countries like Australia's buddied up with America but like imagine if it was like some like some real snaky bitchy like fake shit where it's just like like America's like oi <laughs> oi we going to war you got our back hell yeah I got your back hey UK you got my back hell yeah I got your back alright sick alright they're coming and it's like hey you guys coming <laughs> you guys coming and then the UK it's just like nah <laughs> the line shit. is busy line is busy I never liked that bitch <laughs> sorry anyway. I gotta go do some laundry <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be so fucking funny but also then again it's like ah oh, I shouldn't laugh too much about that <laughs> <laughs> hey um, by the way I know, I know that you had that gig with uh, Riviera Crescent. Did that actually uh, go ahead? Yeah. So I saw that it was in like mid December. Yeah, it, it ended up going ahead. It was um, yeah, it was cool. Was that um, that uh, it's like this. Freddie Dirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right next to Section Eight, and I was like, oh, sick! I'm mm. like, literally, I've only come in here to take a pee and then leave, like that one time. Like I literally remember, I've only been in there once because I needed to go to the toilet, and I knew they had a toilet. Now I went in, went to the toilet, and went out. Didn't even know what it looked like. And then you I don't was, like Freddie Dirk that much? No, I've just never been. Like, I've just never genuinely been. Yeah. And I went there and I was like, oh, this is sick. Like, the, the DJ setup's kind of cool as well. Like, it's a cut, mm. like, above like, above, like, this, like, staircase and, like, the near the bar as well. It's a cool setup. I really like it. It was fun. It was, like, a – it was somewhere in between, like, a bar set slash club, but it was more bar. But, like – Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it was it was good. And, um, yeah, and then I ended up playing – um. This other event at Twenty Four Moons last weekend. Oh, and, true. How did that go? And that was, that was fun. I liked that. That was really fun. The um, I haven't been to Twenty Four Moons since it opened up, but I've seen that they've had some really sick lineups coming through there. Mm. And I was like, oh, hey, this would be sick. And honestly, that that like main area is sick. Like, I would hundred percent go there again to like play with like someone that I know is playing there. Like, it's just so unique the space. Who are you playing for? Um, so what, who, is the, who are the promoters? Uh, uh, Elijah and... Oh, I forgot the other dude's name. Oh, I forgot the other dude's name. Fuck, I forgot the other dude's name. But, um, Elijah and Elijah's friend. Yeah, that's the one. And yeah, because <laughs> they, 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 um, they, they booked it like ages ago, like months and months ago. And they're like, oh yeah, we're going to do it in like Feb something. And I'm like, no worries. Like, yeah, I'll do yeah. it. And then I, we just didn't hear anything for ages because, like, you know, COVID and then um, then there was, like, no dance floors at one stage and then I was like, oh, so it looks like it's not going ahead. And then 24 minutes of the last minute, it's like, oh, yeah, like, do your event. Like, oh, that would be sick. And, like, and they're like, oh, yeah, shit, all right. <laughs> so we didn't get, they didn't get to really promote at all because, like, they only really got a week, a proper week's notice. Oh, that's actually not much at all. Get everything set yeah. up. Yeah. And, like, so, like, they... They did. They did good for what they had as well, and like, um, like the event ran really, really smoothly. They had good artists as well, like all like a lot of young artists and like up and coming artists too. So like it was sick. Mm. But um, yeah, it just it just sucked that like I wish they could have had like, the slightest bit more time in promoting because I reckon it would have even gone further off. If, yeah, that slide is a bit more timing. It's a it's a tricky it's a tricky situation right now with um, booking gigs and everything. With mm. you know, there's always that looming risk of um, are we going into another lockdown? Always over the heads. Yeah. Like, are the restrictions going to yeah. be you know withdrawing half of the venue's capacity? Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't envy being a promoter at the moment. It looks like uh, it's a tough environment out there right now. I don't know. It's just like um, it's, the energy is not about it. It's just the energy is just not there from like. From like the patrons' point of view, and even like the promoter, it's just it's too touch and go, and it's just like I don't know for something where it's meant to be kind of like a bit more carefree and like mm. enjoyable, it's just too much thinking involved, and I think that's the problem. Uh, like have you like, seen a lot? Have you seen an increase in house parties these days? Because I've seen a lot of park oh, parties, but oh yeah, oh house parties, yeah. I reckon there, I reckon there probably be a bit more of an increase in house parties, like, but especially doofs like there's so many like they're every weekend and it's gotten to the point where i genuinely don't get excited anymore for a doof like it's like it actually it sucks because doofs are sick yeah and like they used to be so sick because they used to be like like it was just like like on the day like you know time location mm. be there real like you know you can speak underground like, yeah yeah like real sick like you need to know someone that knows someone to get to it and it's like, oh, you got to follow this path and then go between these trees, duck through the shrubs, then you got to swim over the river and then you find the doof. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, sick. And those things were dope because it would be like every every so often and it would be one of those things where like like um, like you'd just be 
out at a bar or whatever and then someone's like oh you're the tool fine and everyone just like drops their stuff and it's like really for real mm-hmm. and it's like go but now it's just like oh yeah there's a duel somewhere it's like if i walked into like yarra band every friday saturday night mm-hmm. and just like you know strolled around i would find something most like, likely 100% every every single time so like it kind of just and even like um like those there's uh under the bridge duels as well like, yeah people love living under bridges these days what's going on uh, Oh, it's like, not I, living dancing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, we went, we went there just to have a look, like just like I want to go. Let's have actually have a look at it. Yeah, because I've never been there. I was like, let's just have a quick look, and then we go home. Drove there, and it was I don't know, it was like, like three a.m. or something, mm. and we were walking through this like weird park, like like the Docklands area or something like that, wherever the Bolty Bridge is, yeah. and we walked around the corner, and it was literally almost equal to the amount of people you see at a festival like 2,000 people or something just all in one go it's like what the hell they had like full function ones and everything I'm just like what I'm like what the fuck like how is this happening and it's like like it was absolutely bizarre and just like such random people there I'm just like what the fuck is going on and I stood there for like maybe like 20 to half an hour and then I was like I want to go home now. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm done. <laughs> it's just too much for like uh, something so close to the city. Like something yeah. that's a little bit too close to your the place where you call home. Because I feel like yeah. I agree with you. Like, <clears throat> if it feels like a festival, mm. actually, I don't know if I agree with you. I want to see what you think about this. If if you're at a, if you want to go to a festival, you want it to be like this almost um, a Neverland getaway. Yeah, where like. You go off in the middle of fucking whoop whoop in the middle of nowhere mm. and just essentially throw away uh, much of your inhibitions or much of like the obligations that you have back in your like city life or wherever the hell you live. Yeah. Um, whereas like if it's right next to you by the city, like by the city mm. under some sort of bridge where, you know, for whatever reason they're there, perhaps it's like noise restrictions or whatever that can't yeah. you know, put them into ordinary club settings, etc. It feels as though I get this feeling of like, ah, oh, I should be doing something else. Like, I, I have shit to do. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you've driven out three to four hours somewhere else, you can't just say that. You yeah. Know, you can't just think that. Yeah. And this is, I feel like there's just so much more that goes on, like, beyond the stage as well at a festival. Like, you always have, mm-hmm. like, these bizarre interactions with people. Like, just, like, I don't know. It's just, it feels, it, it, it's just a different thing. I feel like you always have, like, more of an appreciation for the space as well. Like, you actually look at it and you go, damn, like, this is, like, the, like this is countryside. This is, like, a beautiful landscape that you kind of just, like, you almost just, like, take for granted and you always have that little moment of appreciation every time at a festival. Whereas, like, yeah. I, it's just, it, do you know what it is? It's not as euphoric. Like, festivals have, like, a more of, like, a positive, you know, happy, like, yeah. um, energy about it. Whereas like those things are a bit more grungy and a bit just like I don't know, it's just I don't know, it's like taking the piss kind of thing. Let's let's just get fucked up and yeah. dance under a bridge, mate. Exactly. Yeah. And they always play like heavy, like hard trance or like, you know, techno, yeah. like balloon techno it's kind of trance. thing. They, and they fucking love trance under a bridge. Oh, and it's just like, oh yeah, cool. I'll listen to five minutes of it and I'll be like, not even listening. I'm most of the time I'm talking to the person next to me, not even listening to the music. Like yeah, I don't know. It's just like I don't, like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like the environment. I'd much rather be at a festival. What's the last festival you were at? The last one you were at? Um, I was at Tabula Rasa for New Year's Eve. Oh no shit! Yeah, How was that? yeah. It was it was good. It was um actually I'm gonna say it right now. So it was I really enjoyed it because like it, like mm-hmm. the lineup was sick and everything. And like you know you're with your friends, it was just it was just a great happy experience. But the one thing I will drag them for. And I reckon they haven't been dragged enough for it. Do it. Is the, Do the it. Fact, the fact that they lied about the land that they were on. What? That really pissed me off. Because, what do you mean? So leading up to it, they were taking – like I, I understand they had a lot of struggle with finding land as well because they initially had the land they were going to use and then for whatever reason didn't work out. So then they had to move the land. It was a, it was a, it was a toss-up between do we push the date back or do we just find new land, whatever. Yeah. So, but they obviously went with like, no, let's persevere. And they were very persistent with that, like persevering and pushing through. And then they found this certain land that they were like, yep, yeah, looks great. And they were filming like the photos of the landscape and it looked beautiful. It generally does look beautiful. And when we got there, it was like, oh yeah, the landscape does look beautiful when you're looking to the right side. 
But then when you look into the left side, there's a genuine race course right there. What the? And, and, I, and I'm like, uh, what? And, and that like, wasn't oh. in the advertising at all? No, not at all. And then wow. I was like, oh, like, that's very interesting. I'm like, I'm sure it's not the same land. But then they were using the pavilion owned by that race course for their bar and other setups and stuff. So I'm like, so right now I know because like I like I don't agree with horse racing. Yep. I don't believe in that stuff. And they're pretty much my money is going to fund horse, horse racing. Holy Indirectly. Shit. That's what's happening right now. And I'm like, for people that have got progressive views and uh, all about championing like, you know, like the right thing to do and stuff. You you can't be putting you can't be doing a festival like that on and they have like the and they have like the the welcome to country and stuff not on the first day as well second oh, day geez. midway through you have like these things of welcome to country you know on stolen land you're you're doing it at a race course it's like what the fuck like, who, the do middle, think, who do you think who do you think the race courses the middle of the schedule yeah they do a welcome to country what? yeah. And I'm just like, what? So it's like, you obviously don't understand what welcome to country is. <laughs> and then, and then secondly, why would you want to be doing, like, it just seems like it doesn't make sense. It's like you're doing a welcome to country and you're saying, you're acknowledging, you know, the, the traditional landowners and everything. But then you're also acknowledging that we're paying the current landowners, which are most likely white males that love to go to horse racing uh, and like, you know, and all that stuff. And I'm like, that is disgusting. And I'm like, I can't believe you've just done that and just like, just act like it didn't happen. Cause I reckon if they had told everyone that, a lot of people would have pulled out. Because no one wants to be funny. That's weird. I, I felt like, I feel like more people would have been talking about this. You know, are you, this is the first time I've heard. Well, that's why I was so surprised by it. That's why I was like, what the hell? But apparently on Twitter, which I don't have, <laughs> apparently on Twitter. Yeah, I know. Apparently on Twitter, they were dragging them for it. But I haven't seen it because I don't have Twitter. So therefore, if I haven't seen it, I'm going to say no one's seen it. <laughs> but um, so like yeah, but no, no one's talking about it. like I want I want someone to like literally publicly drag them for doing that because I reckon that's some disgusting behaviour. Yeah, like, you can't you can't be just doing something like that and just acting like it's like it's nothing. It's like lying. It's 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 misleading information. Look, that being said, <clears throat> I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I agree with everything that you're saying. <laughs> I, I agree with everything that you're saying. But if we're trying to take a charitable point of view, like. To cancel or to postpone a festival, a, mm. a large-scale event like yeah. a festival, requires like such a degree of uh, you know foresight and planning that often I feel as though not a lot of organizers would necessarily have that contingency. No. So, like, if they if they felt as though that they really did need to persevere, one of the things that they really need to think about is like, if they do cancel or postpone, can they still have all the acts that they've booked in? Exactly. Can they still have all the yeah. suppliers that they've already booked yeah. in with? If you're not going to be able to do that at the time that you scheduled it, you're fucking up a lot of relationships. Exactly, yeah. Um, of course, that's not necessarily their fault, but it doesn't take away from the fact that a lot of people are losing out their uh, expected income. And yeah. that can hurt a lot of people. Exactly, um, yeah. Is it worth indirectly funding uh, a race course and horse racing and also uh, potentially improper use of uh, now colonial land? I don't. Yeah. I don't really think so. It's. I don't know. Yeah, that's like that's why it's like I understand that as well. Like it because they they did have like Rosa Trenzi as well. And like you wouldn't have been able to read a big that. artist. So yeah, that, that is huge, and that is like it wasn't announced until later on, but. They, they were there were like a lot of whispers leading up to it like months and months in advance that she was playing so that is a big you know like um a, like it's what people want to say like people come there for like acts like that so then if you're losing someone like that and then you know another big artist goes hey you can't do that top day because i've got this or that or whatever so it's like yeah you're losing a lot of the lineup which means that people will just also pull out as well so then what do you do do you just not do it at all yeah so I don't know, but also then again, it's just like what makes you so special at the same time because there's a lot of festivals that have rebooked their dates and you know that's true. As well. Two so, degrees have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it has happened to a lot of plays, and then they have they have to deal with that too. So I don't know. So um, you, so you reckon no Tabularasa from from next year uh, onwards? Well, I, I don't know. Well, because because I have I have a lot of friends that are involved in that whole process, and a lot of friends that are involved in like the community or whatever. So. It's a bit hard to judge. Like it's 
it's a it's something where it's just like I'm like I'm not just gonna act like it didn't happen because like that is that is for me personally that that is something that goes against my values and I don't want to really like act like that's okay because it's not. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like oh, anything can really happen nowadays. Like I probably I probably would go, I probably won't. I don't know. I really don't know. But that did put a sour taste in my mouth at the time to know that that's what where my money was essentially going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me me ask you something then we we talked about something that you were very pissed off about in your experience with the scene recently um here's something that i've been really pissed off about uh i've been pissed off lately you know how there's been a lot of focus on like uh diversity of lineups and representation of like you know um, people like you you and me with like you know bipoc uh djs and um femme identifying djs as well or gnc djs etc etc like there's been a level of i think um people really trying to ram that ram that down other people's throats a lot Mm. and I find a lot of the behavior that's been exhibited recently by certain stakeholders, um, who I will not name, I will not name, um, but yeah, I, I just find that behavior really repulsive. Like a, a lot of like these particular people are going to a lot of different party organizers, and like you know, I'll I'll be the first to admit, like maybe around a year ago up until this point i've been like quite on board with this whole idea of like yeah let's like you know push people to have you know more diverse lineups because that's going to be beneficial for me and for you and for the other people like us yeah um but now i just don't know if the means just sorry the ends justify the means because you get people getting cancelled these days Mm. um or or, you know attempts of cancellation you get a lot of people that are like losing out on income because they get pulled off a particular lineup and stuff like that. Yeah. I, it's, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. Cause it's, yeah. it's a, it's such a fine line with these things and there's no, there's no real rule book or guideline on how to do it. So it's, that, that's why like it's, there's a, there's a, like a large presence of tokenism that is coming within lineups mm. as well. And yep. that, and is cancel culture the right way to do it? Like it's just like, there's, there's so many, like elements that go into these things, and I, I don't know, if, like it's it's hard for organisers to do as well because the thing is, like, it's you can't, in a sense, as well, make these artists be on an equal level as other artists. Yes. From like, like how 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 can I say for like, like for example, like for me getting booked on lineups. How do I know that I'm being bushed because of my skill or if I'm getting bushed because of my color? Mm. And I've seen that evident as well because in the past when I've been asked to play events and I said, oh, I can't do that date, sorry, whatever. I'm like, no worries, hopefully we'll get to get back in touch with you in the future and we can do an event together. Like, no worries, great. Yeah. And then I look at the lineup because they've already told me the artists that they had beforehand. So they already know what the lineup is, uh-huh. plus me. Yeah. But then I've gone, oh, I can't do the date. And then I look at the lineup later. I'm like, oh, it's another black artist that's mm. taking my place. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so am, so then you go, am I just getting booked because of what I represent, or yeah. am I getting booked because of my skill? And that's the thing. It's hard as a as a organizer to do that because you have to have like you know certain ratios and mm-hmm. um, like you know representations from other groups, but also then again, you can't just make those artists appear. So like, I can't exactly. just be like, I can't just be like, oh. I'm going to do like, for example, like a trans event, right? I'm going to do a trans event. Uh, let's book some trans artists. Let's say, for example, majority of trans artists are white males. And then there is maybe, let's say, like two or three artists that are from completely different backgrounds and they're saying whatever. So am I just going to book the lineup being uh, you hundreds of white dudes, you guys are going to be on the substitution like bench, like coming in yeah, and yeah. these three people that represent these, you're going to play every single event because no one else plays trans like you do. Yes. Like you and your color. So, yeah. then like, so then what happens? So is that equal as well? Because you have to think of it from a, like a, like a, like a level head, like a, I'm um, sorry, like a, like an equal view. Like you have to view people with individuals as well. Cause now I'm canceling all these other people because unfortunately on this occasion, you're not this color, but also like, People go, but oh, but you have all these other privileges in life that we don't get. Da, 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 da. So, like, this is just kind of like you know, um, like equity, like it's more equitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, just, it's a very hard thing to do because, like, how do, how do you even book? And, like, some art, some big artists as well that are either like 
but from different um, backgrounds or colors or mm. um, genders as well. Like they will say when they're getting booked for things, it's like, oh, can I see your lineup first? Um, you have to have a, like for me, you have to have a minimum of like, you know, 25% have to be this, 25% have to be this. Yeah, but like what the, fuck, what the but fuck are then, these quotas for, man? Like honestly, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's yeah, what please. I mean. So it's like, yeah, so that's why I'm just like, well, like yeah, like what do you genuinely do? Like how do you, how do you, be fair, but also be true to what you want at the same time. Because I don't a- want to have to book an artist that's that, in my opinion, isn't good. Mm-hmm. But then I have to put them on because I need to meet that quota. Do you know what I mean? That like quota is so fucking disingenuous, man. It's disingenuous. Yeah, it's not. It's not true. No, it's not true. You're feeling you're feeling in spots with a particular background of person because you feel like you should. But the thing is, it's like. Yeah, it, it, representation is great, and yeah, it is nice to have diverse lineups and everything. But to be honest, like there's this, there's a degree to which one has to be reasonable about these things. Like, mm. um, I think if you if you go along with quotas, like you said, you don't really know if you're actually booking someone as a token, you know, mm. representative as opposed to someone that you actually think is a great DJ or that you enjoy their tunes. Exactly. Like when 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 I'm looking at most of my guests. Well, not most, all of my guests. I always listen to, at the very least, one mix or one track or one this or this or the other. Yeah. And and that's where I make my judgment. Like, if I, yeah. if I look at them and their skin color or their sex or their lack of sex is like, you know, this or that, great. I don't care. I literally yeah. couldn't give a fuck. I, I, yeah. more... I'm more along the lines of trying to take this as pure as possible to be about the music. Yeah. At the same time, there is a there is a real problem. There mm. is a real problem with like you know proper representation. So like if not quotas, what is it that we can actually do? What is it that we can actually do? Yeah. Um, and it sucks that you don't know whether you're being booked on your skin color or your skills. That fucking yeah, sucks. Exactly. Um, but I, I, honestly, I just think. Maybe perhaps it's just you have to look at it from more of a bigger scale. So if there's there's like there's um, organizers or labels or whatever that are, that are throwing pretty like quite regular um, events and stuff. So if they have a certain lineup that doesn't fully meet that quota, don't judge them purely based on that one lineup. Yes. Yes. Like it's for for ex- like like if for example if you're doing a show, like am I just going to be looking at every single artist you put on and be like. Hey, dude, this one's uh, dropping a bit below. You've got a lot more of these kind of artists and not enough of these. Mm-hmm. You need to start booking more of them. You go, oh, shit, okay, I'm just going to go f- make it happen. Like I, you, you, come across, <laughs> you come across artists naturally as you do music. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't just force these things to happen and you can't be judged on that just really based off one lineup. So it's like, like, and I don't know. It's just, oh, it's, it's just yeah, it genuinely just seems disingenuous. And it's just like I just feel like you just have to allow there to be certain – like like lineups where it's not the full spectrum of every single shape, color. Not every lineup whatever. has to be a like, rainbow. Not everyone exactly, has to be a rainbow. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's like just like literally like in a sense it's like without being like an answer, it's almost like just deal with it. Yeah. Like I, I, I know that sometimes I will look at lineups and like like I won't see someone that represents me, but does that matter to me that much? Mm. If I'm literally just going to listen to the music or whatever, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like I don't know listen to rap and be like, hey, I feel like there's not enough transgender rappers out here. So <laughs> you know, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't just make that happen. Yeah. You can't make that appear. So what are we gonna call you know certain genres of music not inclusive enough because there's not enough artists that represent certain things? It's like no, you get based on it's based off skill, and it's the same thing as like which really annoys me is like when people are talking about like, you know, WAFL and AFL and they're saying like, oh, you know, like, oh, I want, I want the AFL um, players, the WAFL players to be paid equally. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, I really want that too. But the thing is, if you're not going to the games and you're not buying their merch, mm-hmm. they're not going to be paid equal. That's as simple as it yes. is. It's not, it's not the same company. They're two different like entities where if you're not going to their games, like you can't just, you can't fill an MCG stadium with two WAFL teams, you can't feel it. In its current state, you can't. you're yes. not going. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you're not going and you're not buying the merch, you're not buying all that stuff, so you're not funding them. So in a sense, it, it's all based on us to do that. Mm-hmm. So if so, then if you're not getting like enough artists that represent a certain group, 
and whatever. It's like it's it also comes down to you as an individual. Are you chirping them? Are you listening to their music? Are you saying, "Hey, this guy rocks"? Blah, blah, blah. Like it all. It's all based off like everyone else. So you know, there's the, I don't know, there's there's just, one really shit story that I that I've heard about um, exactly what you were talking about with like. Um, this 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 particular person in question looked at someone a friend of mine <clears throat> uh looked at his lineup and essentially said like hey this doesn't look diverse enough like you don't have people of color on mm. this turns out that a lot of the names that she pointed out she didn't actually know oh sorry now i'm, now I'm using pronouns so now people <laughs> will know who i'm talking about um <clears throat> ah, <geez. laughs> uh, that person um didn't really even know who the other artists were on the lineup yeah and it turns out that those people, a lot of them were also just white passing POCs as well. Yeah. So that's a big thing as well. Like you're just, we're just basing this off skin. We don't actually know who these people are. Exactly. You can't just base this off a fucking skin color. Yeah, like, exactly. There needs to be more to that. There's a person behind that fucking skin, you know? Yeah. This is, which is why I reckon it'll just, it'll just, it'll slow, it should hopefully slowly settle down and be, find its own natural balance because, you know, in a sense of like, you know, um, dictating, what is equal and what is not and you know these quotas and stuff like that those things will just naturally settle down and become like their own thing like even like throughout time there's always been like people from different um groups will have their own events and which they are doing now as well and that is like their niche thing and that they end up being like it just ends up becoming just as big as the other things like it Mm -hmm. you don't need to be joining like someone else to be like i don't know i just I don't know. I don't know. Crispy, like crispy, both now. of us just... are going to, we're both of us are going to get cancelled after this podcast, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're both, both cancelled. Two, two, two cis POC males. We're just, uh, <laughs> we're heading out to the toilet, my friend. Uh, hey, look, I, I think, I think that might be about time for us to head into this mix, by the way. Um, can you tell us, uh, any gems in your track list that you're particularly keen on that you want to share? Hmm, any particular gems that I would like to share for this one? Um, or uh, what kind of sounds are you sharing with us? Well, I feel like for this one, I'm kind of going for something that's a bit more like fun and just like this like upbeat. Like I feel like I've been I've been dabbling in different genres and like trying out different things each time. I kind of don't want to do the same kind of sound every time, but mm. I'm trying on this occasion to like go with something that's just literally just fun. Like the music is fun. I don't want it to be something that's like, like, yeah, I want it to be situation appropriate where you probably won't listen to this mix on like your walk to work in the morning, but <laughs> you might want to listen to it when you want to turn up a praise or something like that. I want it something a little bit more fun and upbeat. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, just, I feel like I'm going to take a lot of homage from like, uh, like, like older beats from like, 90s 80s and stuff like that like songs that you may not have initially thought as being like a banger but also then you go damn that actually does slap that's hopefully that kind of like the view i'm getting hell yeah hell yeah brilliant man hey um also i'd be very keen to have you back onto the show at another point down this year so uh keep an eye out for that 100 percent i hope you've had fun today it actually has been fun it's been a nice chat as well yeah it's been very light-hearted and yeah, very free. I like it. I, like you said, just like a chat versus like as if you're just having a diet at the back or whatever. Or yeah. Like at a cafe or something, just just two people just chopping it up. Unfortunately, we didn't go into family trauma today, but um, perhaps that'll be a topic for next time. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. I'll bring my... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bring a soapbox with unfortunately you. Unfortunately not. Yeah, I'll bring that and uh, my tissue box as well. Oh, beautiful. And we'll just really get stuck into it we'll just cry it out we'll (laughs) hug each other at the end beautiful folks thank you so much for tuning in for another week of spreading around please do stay tuned for we do have the amazing 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 Vessa coming in to close out tonight with a live set specially made for us wow we thank you very much for that but folks before we go into it let's kick this up let's get some fun tunes into us courtesy of crisp aka crispy aka Mm c-r-i-s-p coming at you right now tonight you've been listening to spinning around with highly minogue on area 3000 playing crispy right now boom <laughs> 